Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in on this uh, sunny Monday morning here in Kansas City. Happy to have you with us. Uh, John Grayson is out today. Predictably, a couple of technical problems that we're working our way through. Coming up in a couple of minutes, um, I just happened to hear Amy Anderson say uh, in the last hour there that she watched the We Are the World documentary on Netflix. Uh, I watched it yesterday also. Uh, I flew to uh, Illinois for a quick weekend there and back just uh, to do a quick visit. And I watched it on the flight back. And so as soon as we can get Amy back, we're going to talk to her a little bit about it because I John hasn't watched it yet. And I want to talk to somebody about it because it's incredibly um, it's just a just such a great documentary to have done on Netflix. Uh, welcome in. We have so much going on today. Uh, Dana Wright will join us coming up at one o'clock. Coming after ten uh, thirty, Ben Heisler, who we like to talk to about some of the bets and uh, some of the betting going on for the Super Bowl. He'll join us coming up at ten thirty in the eleven o'clock hour. There is legislation being proposed in the state of Kansas that would make it illegal to suggest suicide. Um, we've had a couple of famous cases, not here, but we've had a couple of famous cases. Uh, there was a documentary that was done uh, about one of those cases where there was a teenage girl. Uh, in fact, it was called um, I Love You Now Die was the uh, was the name of the documentary that was made about it. But there was a high school student out east that had been convicted after she had suggested suicide to her boyfriend. It's something that we're looking at now in Kansas that we'll get to coming up after 1130. We will talk about the announcement yesterday about the FIFA matches. Pretty cool that we are getting as many as we are and that we're getting such big matches uh, as was announced yesterday. So we'll talk to Kathy Nelson coming up in the noon hour. Just so much going on today. Uh, the Chiefs did arrive in uh, in Las Vegas yesterday, which was pretty cool to see. The Grammys were last night. We will get to talking about that. Um, again, it was it was interesting. I was on my flight back and just kind of following it on Twitter and doing everything I could to watch some of the performances. Uh, if you want to comment about it, 913-586-7798. I don't, I'm not generally big on award shows. It's just not something that I that I tune in for. But um the reaction last night to the Grammys and people saying it was just one of the best. Just one of the best awards shows that we've had in a while, especially after we've had kind of some tricky ones lately, to have watched the fast car duet between Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. If you don't, for some, excuse me, for some of you who don't listen to country and had never heard really Luke Combs' version of that, to see the two of them together and to see how much he um, just really like he kind of bowed down to her at the end of the performance was super cool to see as well. Uh, Taylor Swift won her fourth album of the year award, as you heard uh, in the top of the hour news there. And 
again, so I land uh, here in Kansas City. It's about 9.15, and, and we had a bunch of problems with that flight that we'll talk to you, uh, talk about later. But I knew the second that we had the Wi-Fi back on the airplane because the first thing I hear from a few rows behind me is somebody who says, what do you mean she's not re-releasing the Reputation album? What do you mean she's doing something new? And I knew immediately that, uh, that we had the internet back there. But regardless of what you think about Taylor Swift and her music, and I know it makes some, some people crazy, but it was cool. She won her fourth album of the year. That was a new record. It was cool that she announced the new album and that that had been apparently a, a well-kept secret there for a couple of years even. Um, and, she, you know, the monologue, which I watched later with Trevor Noah, he even got praise for that in that it wasn't, he didn't pick on anybody. He didn't make fun of anybody. There was nobody mad after. It wasn't the funniest monologue that we've ever had in the world, but it was it was entertaining at least. And he said, you know, he's just trying to keep the good vibes going and, and was certainly able to do that. Uh, Miley Cyrus won her first uh, her first Grammy after many, many years. So that was pretty cool. And then Billy Joel, of course, closing out the show. So we'll get to some of that audio uh, coming up a little bit later. I think we have our good friend Amy Anderson now. Amy. Hi. Hello, Hello. friend. Oh, sorry, I just disappeared for a while there. <laughs> I, it's okay. You know, it's Monday and that's uh, that's what happens. So how are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm good. It has. It's It's been a little bit, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. I'm good. You know what I did? I stayed up really late last night, far past my bedtime by hours because I could not peel myself away from the Grammys. So since we were just talking about the Grammys, let's talk about that first. Uh, did you did you actually sit down? I kind of just tuned in uh, on Twitter in bits here and there. Did you actually sit down and watch the whole thing? Literally for the first time in years, I wow. did. Um, and and it was uh, I was with my son, and we sat on the couch, and we had a fire going, and we had wow. snacks and the dogs. And we were like, we are going to watch the Grammys tonight. And I thought, you know, this will probably last a little while, and then I'll go on up to bed. And I couldn't stop watching. Like it was great. I haven't done that in years. So what were you glued to? What were the parts that were you said I can't I can't put this down? I was waiting to see what happened with Taylor Swift. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> That's okay. It's <laughs> listen, she didn't win fourth album of the year for for nothing, you know. Right, um, right. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, so I was waiting um I was super excited. I'm a big fan of Luke Combs and um, and just that that duet, and it was making me crazy because I'm following it. Um, you probably didn't hear me say this, but I was on a flight back from Chicago last night, and the flight left at 7.30, so I'm following it on Twitter, Ooh. and I'm seeing everybody react to that duet. Oh, my gosh, it's giving me chills. Oh, my gosh, it's the best we've ever seen. Oh my, Tracy Chapman, who hadn't performed live Ugh. in 15 years, yeah. came yeah. back to perform yeah. that song, and there were rumors that that she might beforehand but you just hear the, you know, you just hear the music and then it shows her and here's the surprise guest. And everybody gave it a standing ovation at the end. I, it may be crazy that I had to watch, uh, wait a little while to see it. Oh, yeah, that would be brutal if you were kind of waiting to see what happened there. That was the most incredible performance. I mean, I have goosebumps talking about it. It was amazing. I just turned to my son who doesn't really know the song. And I said, I said, just pay attention to this because this is like history that you're watching right now. This performance will be talked about forever. It was, it was so wonderful, Did so wonderful. Yeah, somebody just said on the text line, it was girl power last night it at the was. awards. Yeah, it was, yes. I think that's probably part of it too. Somebody's it mad really that I was. didn't mention Joni Mitchell. I didn't oh, well, see that part Joni yet. The Joni Mitchell thing, oh no, you haven't seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet. I. I Got home at 10 o'clock and just couldn't watch the whole thing. So No, you'll cry. It's a, it, it was um, those two, Tracy Chapman and Joni Mitchell, those two performances 
were definitely the highlights of the entire night by far. It's cool because um, Tracy Chapman, who is just fascinating as mm. somebody who is just handling this resurgence of fame. I mean, it's, it's just a name that you know and that you associate yes. with that song. Yep. And Luke Combs, who tells the story of him listening to it on cassette tape when he was a kid yes. in his dad's pickup truck. And here he is, you know, in a really high point of his career. And she finally wins songwriter for that song at the CMAs or ACMs, whichever one it was. Um, it was just cool to hear that. And she's just handling this so well. It is number one on iTunes now for her. Isn't that amazing? I know. I saw that this morning and I thought, what an amazing, like crazy world it must feel like for her. Yeah. You know, she steps on stage, sings a song that she has sung who knows how many times. Right. But that everybody loves. And look what happens. It made me wonder, will we, what happens today? Like, will she, will she start being, a, I don't know if she still has a contract with a record company. I doubt it. She hasn't, I haven't heard her do anything in a while. Will she now be approached about doing a new album or something? Right. Which would be cool. I, I mean, she is such a gift yeah. to this world musically. She's amazing. Okay. Speaking of music, I wanted to talk to you about We Are The World um, because <sighs> I, so good. I had added it to Netflix and I knew I was going to be traveling. And so I, I downloaded it and I'm about three fourths of the way through it now. And I heard you say that you watched it. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I was riveted, and it was one of my favorite things I've seen in so long, partially because it's, you know, like traveling back to your childhood. Right. And and sitting in front of the TV and watching that video as a kid and just, like, waiting to see all my favorites pop up. But it was... It was such a... It was such a well-done documentary. And, and it's amazing to me that for as long as this thing has been out, there are so many pieces of video... Mm -hmm. and sound bites none of us have ever heard yeah you know yeah um uh, for those who have no idea what we're talking about 1985 i think it was early 1986 yeah i mean um the biggest names in music at that time uh come together and the documentary does a really good job explaining how it came to be which i didn't know the background of it mm -hmm. and they and it's for hunger in africa for ethiopia um and it was and, and that's how it came to be it was usa for africa and you have 47 musicians in a room and like herding cats, Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie put these people together in a room and record this song that Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie wrote together. I mean, and, and they don't they don't know what it is. And topping that all off, they're coming from the American Music Awards. Yeah. So they've yeah. been hyped up all night, just like the peak of the peak of the peak for them. And oh, by the way, we got to rush you off to A&M Studios. And you're going to listen, you know, they've, I think they sent them cassette tapes so they could just yep. listen to it so they could kind of get to know it a little. And boom, let's record this. It, it was fascinating. Fascinating. The amount of talent in that room. It, it was so much fun to watch. So I thought it was interesting. Um, Prince was not in the recording. And he was asked to be multiple times. He was in Los Angeles. He was there. Was he dating Sheila E? Were they up? They were a thing. Somehow they had, they were tight and she was invited. She was kind of a big deal then too. She oh, was yeah. invited to come be a part of it. And she says later, they kept, they kept trying to convince Prince who had a rivalry with Michael Jackson at the time. And it, I thought it made Prince look bad and it made them kind of look bad too. Sheila E says, I feel like I was being used to yeah. try to get Prince there get and, he, Prince. and he didn't show. He wouldn't go. I know. I was wondering after I saw that, was that, I mean, you know, you have to think about how, how 
Prince was and he was very quiet and very shy. And like she said, he said he would come if he could just go into a room and, and record some guitar riffs, right? Yeah. But he di didn't want to be in a room with all those people. Like that was not his thing. Um, and that just, he just didn't want to do it. And I, and I was sitting there wondering, I wonder if he looked back on that and went, oh, I should have gone, you know? Yeah, I just, man, everybody is there putting their egos aside for the most part. Uh, you know, uh, all these, right. in fact, there were, there were video of them getting each other's autographs, I know, uh, which was so just cool. Great. And yes. I just thought, put it aside, whatever it is, it, you know, it was one of the, one of the biggest musical events we've ever had. It, it just wasn't cool in the end. He left, what was it? A, a big poster at the entrance to A&M studios, leave your ego at the door. Yes. Quincy Jones. And did. that's why. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think most of them definitely did. I mean, oh, wow, just sticking it out all night like they did. Incredible for such a great cause. Uh, I mean, that was huge. What is the end? What am I going to learn in the last little bit that I haven't watched yet? I mean, it just kind of wraps it up. And it's okay. like, I hate to say, like, everything that happened because some, I know. some of you a million people go yeah. see it. And I don't, you know, it, it, it's so worth your time. And it's, yeah. What is it like an hour and a half? Yeah. And it just flies by and it's so well done. It's just beautiful. I loved it. Cool. All right. I wanted yeah. to dork out for a little bit. And I was glad <laughs> oh, to hear that. I love to dork out. I do too. Again, John hasn't <laughs> seen it yet. Uh, and he's, because I think it's only been out for a week. Yeah. It hasn't been yeah. out. And again, it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Yeah. It's an easy watch. It goes oh, really for quickly. Sure. So grab some popcorn and just. Ugh, it was it was a blast to watch. Definitely. Amy, thanks for sticking around. I appreciate sure. it. Sure. Good Have to talk good to one. you. Okay, same. <laughs> talk soon. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up, uh, again, at some point, we'll, we might play for you a little bit of the Fast Car Duet coming up just because we haven't done that yet. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Grammys. Uh, plenty to come. We do maybe, maybe have an update on when we're going to know where the Royals are going to be playing if that vote passes. So we'll get to all that and more coming up next year on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Uh, coming up at 1030, we will talk to our friend Ben Heisler about some of the bets, uh, what you're going to be able to bet on for the Super Bowl and what you're not. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the lack of sports betting in Missouri and if at some point they're going to get going on that a little bit more. So we'll get to that coming up uh, after 1030 here. We're just tossing around. Um, yesterday seemed to be the big day for news out of the weekend between the FIFA announcement. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. We'll talk to Kathy Nelson after 1230. But just the Grammys yesterday, I was just going back through some of the audio. I need to watch Joni Mitchell. Yes, I know. Uh, I was en route and traveling at the time and just kind of catching things as they were coming up on Twitter. I also still need to watch Billy Joel and, and that performance that ended the show. And so it's, again, I, I've seen clips, but I... And that song is growing on me. But it was kind of cool that he rapped the show at the end. Um, that was kind of neat. I know the Celine Dion moment is making uh, a lot of headlines, again, with that syndrome that she's got that just makes it harder for her to walk. I believe that was her son that walked out on stage with her and kind of helped her to stage. So that was pretty cool. If you missed the duet between Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs of Fast Car, what I think is fascinating about this is that when we first talked about Luke Combs releasing the remake, John had never heard the Luke Combs version and Colin had never heard the original. And I like them. I love them both. Um, and I, I remember saying at the time, gosh, we need these two to get together to do this. And Tracy Chapman has not given an interview in years. She's not performed live in 15 years. And that crowd just loved her. 
I mean, there were people, Taylor Swift was among them, that stood up through the entire performance and she got the standing ovation that she absolutely deserved. And you and Amy brought it up when she started playing the song at first and the camera pans up from her guitar to her face, Mm -hmm. the biggest smile I think I have ever seen. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Does she get stage fright? Do you, you know, do you still have that? You're in such a, it's such a big crowd, but it's the song that you're known for. You know, and on it, the biggest stage with yeah. the biggest names and everyone's watching. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke Combs, you know, has given her so much as he should. But I mean, he has really given her a lot of credit and she won the award for writing the song. And, and it really has just brought her name back to light. And it was the chatter last night about the duet was about her. I mean, they both, you know, they both sounded great, but it was really about how amazing she sounded and just the tone that it set for the night, if this was like Amy said, if you if you sat through and watched the whole awards show, this is this was what did it a little bit. It was Trevor Noah saying, you know, this is going to be a positive experience. And then the tears that came and the chills from hearing this duet. We'll play a, a little bit of it if you missed it. I wish we could play the whole thing, but we can't. Um, but it's everywhere online. Yeah, the audio is a little not perfect. Um just with them together, they also sound, they're very different, you know, and in terms of the harmony together, they're, they definitely stand out from each other. Luke's got range. Yeah, he really does. Good for him. The more you listen to his music, and Mm -hmm. I remember this is something that John said when we first listened to the song. I don't think he was very impressed with with the sound of of Luke's voice. You listen to more of his stuff. When he gets up into that higher Vocal range, he lets it flow a little bit more. He's a really good vocalist. I like Luke Holmes a lot. I, you know, say what you want about country if you don't like it. I like him. I I like that he doesn't look the part. You know, I like that he's got a lot of range. Um, Yeah, and, and he stayed true to his version of it in that duet, and so did she. You'll notice they changed a couple of notes. They went up on a couple of notes that aren't in the original just to just to offset it a little bit. And she just stood there and she played guitar the whole time. And they looked at each other and they went back and forth and they added a little um, a little bit more instrumental in between the verses, which was cool. I, I'm getting chills just hearing hearing it again. It was just um, it was just such a cool moment. So and just to point out, uh, he did not win for the song. Uh, Best solo country performance went to Chris Stapleton. Uh, But it reached number one in country. It was the first time that a black woman topped the country airplay charts since 1990 when they first came to be. So it was just super cool. There's a lot to watch out of it um, and other performances that were that were super cool, too. Do you want to hear some Joni Mitchell? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Got some of that queued up. Oh, man. Okay, I need to go back and listen to the whole thing. She is 80 years old, by the way. I mean, Wow. To still be belting it out like that. They have her sitting in a throne. They like swung her around. She's sitting the whole time, but yeah, she's giving it her all. I love it. It, it was just, we have not talked this much about an awards show in a very long time. So very, very cool. All right. We need to talk more about the Super Bowl coming up and about some of the bets and what you're going to be able to bet on and what you're not. Uh, we'll talk to our friend Ben Heisler coming up next here in KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome and happy to have you with us here on this Monday morning here on KMBZ. We are six days now until the Super Bowl. It's going to be the longest week of our lives, uh, but we're going to get through it. And joining us on the line is our friend Ben Heisler, host of Benny and the Bets on the KC Sports Network. Hi, Ben. Hello, Jamie. It's good to talk to you. You too. Wow, is there a lot going on? Um, first of all, I have to ask, are you going to Las Vegas this week? I would love to be able to attend the festivities in Las Vegas, but uh, no, sadly, I will be uh, enjoying the uh, the chilly, but uh, at least at the time, lovely weather here in Kansas City. For free, though. <laughs> That's, you know, you're yeah. not putting down the money uh, to be going. It's true. I, I might be able to send my kids to college instead of going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Point. Well, money is one of the things that we're going to talk about. Um, this is a fun time of year to be talking about some of the sports betting stuff. And I have to admit um, that part of why I wanted to have you on is because I think I can't be the only one that needs a little bit of like betting 101 in terms of terms. And if you want to get started, if you're like, okay, hey, you know, I live in Kansas, I can do this. I don't know where to get started. And so before we talk about some of the prop bets and some of that kind of stuff and some of the big numbers and how some of those are determined, take us just through some of the, the, the 101 on it. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good place to start because for so many people, you're going to get inundated. And if you haven't been inundated with a lot of the sportsbook commercials and ads and, and mentions, uh, you're going to now, especially with another Super Bowl along the way. Um, but, but what I would strongly recommend is that for anybody that is on the Kansas side that wants to be able to partake and have some fun with some of these available Super Bowl proposition bets, which can range from anything to who will win the coin toss to um, you know, what color Taylor Swift hat might be, um, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to be able to make the event a little bit more enjoyable and have a little bit of skin in the game. Uh, but so many of these sports books will be offering incentives and opportunities to uh, basically play on their dime. So I would encourage anybody to what's called shop around. Um, if you are interested in learning more about the different sports books that are available in the state of Kansas, uh, find out what some of these introductory offers are. See what the deposit match might be. Uh, and then do a little bit of the fine print reading as well. But more often than not, um, you know, rather than just having one book or another, if you have multiple, then you're going to be able to take advantage of the different offers that they have. And the second thing, Jamie, and I, I hope that it goes without saying, but um, <laughs> part of this aspect of sports betting is that it is enticing it is very mm -hmm. fun and it can be 
it, it can lead to occasionally some irresponsible behavior. So remember that this yes. can be fun. It can be a social event. Uh, but make sure that if you're going to partake in it, that you're going to set aside specific money, make sure you do it responsibly and make sure that you keep it fun as opposed to making it anything else. Uh, yes, I'm glad you said it. Then I didn't ha- then I didn't have to. Uh, yeah. Don't lose your kids college fund. Don't don't do no. something like that for sure. Um, what's an example of a good intro offer? Hmm. Um, I can tell you that a lot of them will do, you know, if you deposit, say, five dollars, then they'll give you, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets um, at some. Now, that doesn't mean that you can deposit five and then take out one hundred and fifty five. More often than not, those are free bets. And then if those bets cash for you, then they become actual money that you can then withdraw from the account. Okay. Um, so that's that might be an example of one. There's some that might match your deposit. If you deposit 50, uh, maybe you get 50 back. And again, it's always important to make sure that you know what's going in, whether or not uh, that deposit is actually going to be something that you can take out immediately. If it's in the deposit as a form of a free bet, those, those are things that you should probably also be looking out for. Gotcha. Um, Tell me about the spread, and then we'll talk about some of the fun stuff. What's the so spread? Is, so the spread is an indication of how many points the favorite, uh, the team that's projected to win, is expected to win by. Um, so in the case of the 49ers and the Chiefs, we'll use, uh, say, DraftKings or FanDuel as, as an example here. Um, let's say you want to bet on the Chiefs. Your best bet is to take the longer number for the Chiefs, which are currently the underdog. So if you want to take Kansas City, you can take them at plus two and a half at FanDuel. And all that means, Jamie, is that if the Chiefs lose by two points or less or they win the game outright, then your bet wins. So if you take the, the, the line for minus two at DraftKings, then let's say the Chiefs lose by two, your bet would push, which means you get your money back. Nobody wins or loses. So that's why that half of a point at FanDuel is actually a better bet because if the Chiefs lose by two, your bet still cashes. That's all the spread means. It's just an indication of how many points Vegas is expecting. And again, this is we're we're talking in very high level layman's terms. Um, as to what they believe the the differential in the final score will be. Got it. Thank you for explaining, and I appreciate it. Some of you are going, oh, my gosh, what a dummy. You don't know that, but that's – I can read it online, but you did a much better job explaining it than the Internet would. (laughs) Um, Okay, why are the Chiefs the underdog for this game? I I think there's a few different reasons. Um, San Francisco has been the consistent best team in the NFC throughout the course of the year. Uh, For Kansas City, they've been better in the postseason, but the overall body of record or overall body of work uh, would likely project them to be the the more favored team. They've just been better. They've been more consistent. Um, We're we're talking about an offense and a defense that has played at a top five, top three level even over the course of the year. And for Kansas City, yeah, they have, you know, undisputedly the, the best quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. And the defense right now is playing at the top of its game and really has been all season long. But there have been some inconsistencies with this team. The offense hasn't really figured it out until 
you know, the playoffs really began. Uh, the defense has been good, but in the early portion of the season, they lost some close games and some games got away from them. I, I just think if you're looking at the overall body of work, who the 49ers have played over the course of their season, um, that leads to a more uh, traditional breakdown uh, of them having the slight edge when it comes to the projections. Now, you can dispute whether or not you believe Kansas City should be the favorite or the underdog. And I think for most Chiefs fans, uh, they would look at this team, uh, this quarterback, this head coach, and this defense and say, we're, we're getting a slight discount right now that Vegas thinks that we're the underdog as opposed to the favorite. And so naturally, um, you know, you're, they're more likely to probably take the hometown team. Okay, we can't ignore the fact that we have a pretty big name likely to make an appearance after a show in Japan. And I'm just curious to know how Taylor Swift's association, which is the best word I have for it, her effect on the game this year is affecting betting on the game this year. I I wouldn't say that there's necessarily an effect of Taylor Swift when it comes to specific betting lines. I mean, you can find whatever stats you want to find. If you want to try and, and determine, okay, well, uh, the Chiefs record in games that Taylor Swift attends in, you know, evening games and primetime games versus daytime games that she doesn't. You can find whatever you want to find. It's not going to ultimately determine what the betting market looks like. But where I think you might find some fun, and again, I, I don't know to what extent the um, the legal sports books in the state of Kansas are going to be able to have any sort of regulation on this. Mm-hmm. That remains to be seen. But, you know, there could be some fun Taylor Swift-related props um, that might come up over the course of the game. You know, how many times might Taylor Swift be shown on TV? Right. Or, you know, if Travis Kelsey gets mentioned, like how many? It, there, those might be correlated. But as far as actual impact on the game itself, um, I, I don't think you're going to find any bets specific that are related to that. So I read something this morning, um, and I guess this surprises me a little bit, that Las Vegas, which is where this game is happening, has some of the strictest rules about the kinds of wagers you can make in the country. Mm-hmm. Tell me what impact that has then on betting. What, so I, I think for a lot of it, it's you know trying to make sure that there's still enough separation from, you know, this behemoth of the sports betting market to the actual games themselves, right? Like the last thing that the NFL would want or really any sports league in general is to feel like the product on the field or on the court or wherever is being compromised by way of some of these sports books. So that's part of the reason that you see a lot more of these strict specific gambling regulations. And, and the other thing too, that was actually a bit of a surprise for me when I went to Las Vegas after being able to bet legally in the state of Kansas is, you know, most sports books here in Kansas, you can just sign up on your phone. You can download the app, mm-hmm. you fill out some basic background information. Um, and, and then, you know, once you get cleared, you're able to place bets directly on your phone. In Las Vegas, that's actually not the case. You have to go to the casino that you want to be able to bet at uh, to be able to register. Once you do that, then you're able to go ahead and, and, and bet from that specific sports book. Um, but there is a, a longer, more arduous process towards getting bets approved in Las Vegas than it is for, for many other states in the country right now, which 
feels fairly <laughs> remarkable considering where things were just even you know, a handful of years ago. Yeah, and just given how much betting happens in Las Vegas, I don't know if I should be surprised at the rules or since so much happens there, I guess they have to keep a tighter restriction on it. Right, exactly. There, there's always more things that I think are uh, just because it was available for so long, I think we sort of tied in the convenience factor into something that we just assume would be the case in Vegas, but it's actually not the case. Uh, we're talking to our friend Ben Heisler of Benny and the Bets on the KC Sports Network. Ben, how much money is is at stake? How big of a business is this? This is a multi-billion dollar industry, and billions will be bet over the course of this this game alone, whether it's leading up to the event, whether it's day of bets, whether it's bets that are placed live in the middle of the game. So let's say the Chiefs might be down 10 points during the Super Bowl, and now you want to take them as an even bigger underdog to come out and win the game. Those are those type of bets. There's uh, what are called futures bets, which let's say you took the Chiefs at – uh, six to one odds to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. You know, sports books are going to have to pay out on those bets as well. This this is a billion dollar industry, and especially as it continues to be legalized in more states around the country, um, that number is only going to continue to grow. So this is arguably, in fact, it's not arguably. I, I'd say even more so than you know the the, the college basketball NCAA tournament. Um, this is by far and away the the biggest bet event in the country every year. Prop bets. Talk to me about prop bets. Some of the fun ones. Uh, there's a lot of them. If you want to go down the road of who's going to win the coin toss, uh, I probably would, would stay away from it. <laughs> um, that's not necessarily the event that I'd like to go to. And, and again, some of these uh, fun prop bets, you, you're probably not going to find at the, the regulated sports books. Um, one that I enjoyed back in the day, Jamie, was the over-under on how long the national anthem yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes you could you could try and, and do some research on your own and, and watch some YouTube videos of the artist that was performing and see how it compares and contrasts to it before. Sometimes there would be uh, somebody that would be timing it from the inside during dress rehearsals and that information. Oh, wow. So <laughs> okay. it, it, was, it was a fun part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think at least for, for this upcoming event, um, you'll look for some of the, the tie-ins. Ones that I typically like to enjoy are multi-sport prop bets. So maybe you'll find one that will determine what will be the, the, the total number of touchdown passes thrown by both quarterbacks, and then will that be higher or lower than the number of quarterbacks that are taken in the first round of the NFL draft? So not only do you have a little bit of uh, action on the Super Bowl, but that can tie into an upcoming event. You know, maybe you find one that's going to have something to do with the Royals or the World Series or the NBA championship. Like, there's going to be thousands upon thousands of prop bets that are going to be made available that uh, if you don't want to do something that specifically pertains to the game, you know, for example, I'm on the over for uh, Travis Kelsey receptions at over six and a half, and, and I'm on the over for Patrick Mahomes rushing attempts at four and a half. Um, you, those are the typical prop bets that you're going to find in most games, but the Super Bowl makes it a little bit more fun where uh, it can really range from almost anything. Before we let you go, Ben, predictions. I have the Chiefs covering at two and a half. I, I do think they win the game outright as well. Um, so my bet on this game is, is at Kansas City plus two and a half. Uh, I took that once the line first came out. Um, and, and then I suppose if, you, if you're looking for maybe a bit of a, uh, a dark horse Super Bowl MVP, uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey is 
continuing to put himself yeah. in plenty of headlines. If you want to go outside of Patrick Mahomes, he, he still might be available at, at 10 to one odds, or I think one book even had him at 14 to one. Uh, if you really want to take a, a sort of, you know, put a dollar on it and, and have some fun with it. Uh, I, I'm predicting it's going to be a little bit more low scoring than people would suspect. So let's say Harrison Butker, you know, ends up getting three or four field goals and, and the chiefs really don't score much in the second half. And, that's the difference in the game. I think he's still available at 350 to one. Wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah, $1 turns into a $350 <laughs> win and uh, that, that could make it a little bit more fun as well. So Harrison Bucker, maybe Trent McDuffie, the, the other cornerback uh, side of Legereus Sneed at 500 to one. Maybe he gets a, an interception return for a touchdown. There's, it's not often Jamie that a non quarterback wins Super Bowl MVP. Uh-huh. Um, but I think in these types of games, uh, especially with how good the Chiefs' defense has been, maybe that's another opportunity to try and, and, and zig when everybody else is zagging. It's so fun. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you all day about it. And you will you will have me now tonight kind of researching some of this stuff and maybe getting involved. So it's super cool, and you always do a great job with us talking about it. Uh, ben Heisler, he is on Twitter at Benny Heis, H-E-I-S, host of Benny and the Bets on the KC Sports Network. Thanks for making the time. My pleasure, Jamie. It's great to catch up. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. 913-586-7798 is the phone number here. Uh, thanks again to our friend Ben Heisler talking to us about some of the bets and the ways that you can have a little more fun with the game coming up on Sunday. So Colin and I were talking off the air a little bit about the national anthem. Uh, Reba McIntyre is who is set to perform it this year. Um, and I have never heard her perform the national anthem But as Ben said, one of the most popular bets to do is how long the national anthem is going to go. We found um, the audio of who went the longest, and it was Alicia Keys in 2013. How long did I say she had gone? Uh, Two minutes and 36 seconds. As opposed to when Reba McIntyre has performed it in the past. Reba did it at an NFL game in the past. It was a minute 45. Wow. To have that big of a difference... Reba's kind of a faster, she's got kind of a faster yes. pace anyway. Yep. So that doesn't surprise me. I figured the longest was going to be Whitney Houston. I don't know how long that one went. So to compare, last year, Chris Stapleton went two minutes and five seconds. Okay. Okay. Wow. Two, that is so, I mean, minute 46 to two and a half minutes is crazy. Okay. We'll play a little bit. <laughs> and, and we won't get through much in the little bit we're going to play here. Colin, is she playing the piano? Yes. Okay. At midfield, yes. Which she is famous for. Not a race, guys. Um, it's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes. I mean, it's 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 stunning to hear her do it. And again, I love the piano, so it's cool that she did it um, on the piano as well. But Reba will not go that long. No, <laughs> she's no, just she not, will not. She's just a lot faster about it. Um, yeah, so you can, you can go online and find uh, a lot more of those. You forget how many people, the different people who have done it until we started talking about it. I keep, I can't not think about the Fergie version, which I was telling you about. Yeah. It might be one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life at the, at the NBA all-star game a few years back. Uh, It is terrible. I don't know if we have it anywhere. Oh, I have it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I don't want, so here's the thing. It's a hard song and I can't sing a note at all. Mm-hmm. So even, I mean, I think about how bad I would do, but um, Fergie's Fergie has power behind yes. her voice, but she's not Whitney. Let me let me give you like ten seconds okay. of it here. Oh, okay, 
It's a hard song, but that's cringy. It's bad. That's cringy. Um, but she she did it her way. So, um, all right. Who else? Who's doing America the Beautiful? I don't know. I don't, can't remember now. Names I don't remember. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming up in the next hour, John Sherman is giving us a bit of an updated timeline now on when we will know where the Royals are going to play. Again, that vote is less than two months away. April 2nd is when that vote is coming up to extend the sales tax. We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up in the next hour here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.